Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Is that like all? Is that all digitally and fucked up on your end? Because it is on mine. I have no idea what the hell it is. I really don't. I don't know. If it is, that just means the file is corrupted, corrupted, corrupting. Some I don't know. Whatever. My <laughs> my grammar and shit sucks so bad this week. It really does. Um, you either love me and you'll get over it or you'll get pissed off and, you know, unfriend me. Um, I've been unfriended on Facebook a lot this week. <laughs> I have. Uh, it's, it's pretty fucking funny too. Um, the, and it's not even, it hasn't even, <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Here's the funny part of it. It's been over... It's been over... Very minute things. It hasn't even been over shit like me telling people to fuck off. Um, that's what's kind of surreal about the whole thing. I'm just like, really? This is kind of strange? But, yeah. Um, just, just weird. And I've been pissing some people off on purpose. You know, I have. I I will tell you, I have. Um, let me play you. <laughs> I shared this and got and I got hate mail. This guy is fucking funny. If you don't listen to this guy on Facebook, this guy's name guy's name is Chad Prather, and he's fucking hysterical. People keep asking me why I don't say more about this election. I'm a heterosexual, Christian, gun-carrying white male. So how else may I piss you off today? <laughs> you know, we live in 21st century America. We should be smart. We have smart phones, smart cars, smart water, smart houses with smart televisions and smart thermostats. But ironically, we're stupid people because we are putting up with a couple of smart asses running for president. We've got a billionaire playboy with a history of unacceptable behavior and the mentality of a 12-year-old hogging the monkey bars at recess and a career politician that will change her convictions faster than a rat reproduces and takes responsibility for nothing. Look, I've been all over this country many times and the folks I've met deserve better leadership in Washington than what we are parading up there. I hear people talking about voting for the lesser of two evils. Really, that's what it's come to. We get to pick between two different evil people. And it's a reflection on you and me because we live in a generation that uses words like fleek and bay and hella, but doesn't know the grammatical differences in saw and seen and can't figure out your and you are in a proper sentence context. You see, our reality is defined by the Kardashians. Music's determined by a call and vote. Pro athletes determine our sense of patriotism. History books are written by revisionists. Our heritage is mocked by cynics. Our churches are judged on the basis of what flavor coffees are served in the lobby and 24-hour news teaches us our convictions. We may actually be too stupid and easily offended for democracy. And unfortunately, our leaders reflect our culture. 
Now, look, I've said it before. This election is like choosing which venereal disease we're most okay living with. So get ready, America. You're about to get four years worth of an itch you can't scratch. But I love y'all. God bless. Jesus is on the throne. <laughs> Here's a Facebook poke. So, <laughs> I yeah, that, that asked some people up. Some people got really pissed over that. And, you know, all I could think is, did I strike a nerve? Evidently, I did. Because, you know, whatever. Um, but that wasn't what I got unfriended over. Um, that one just pissed some people off and they and they, they sent me some messages going, and you know what? At this point, I would think I have been supporting Johnson for long enough that people would have given up trying to convince me that for my own good, I should vote for Trump or for my own good, I should vote for Clinton. Um, well, when in actuality, for my own good, I'm not going to vote for either one. That's just that. Um, now, there's been some little bit of upheaval in the UK. And the only thing I have to say about that is it's about time. Um, a bunch of e-liquids were pulled off the shelves. And if if you're one of the people that make or distribute the these e-liquid flavors, um, kiss my ass. You're part of the problem. Oh, here we go. A large number of potentially dangerous e-liquids, oh Christ, have been removed from sale in Nosley because they could cause harm to children. The products are sold in packaging, which makes them look like food products and, as such, are more likely to be attractive to children and young people. They contain nicotine, do not carry the necessary warning signs, and can be extremely dangerous if mistaken for food and swallowed. Knowles County's Trading Standards Officer seized the products from five business premises in Houghton, Kirby, and Prescott. Which products are affected? The products which have been taken off the shelves include Mech Shakes, Drippy Lee Pounding Clouds, yeah, that's a real name, folks. Drippy Lee Pounding Clouds. Milky Cones Vapory. Oh, which, by the way, the the Milky Clowns looks is in a package like a fucking Nutty Buddy. I'm not even kidding. Murica, which comes in, oh yeah, a package that looks an awful lot like the McDonald's apple pie box milkshake man and creamy vapes of course creamy vapes um comes in a package it looks like crispy cream donuts um the which one is that oh the drippy lee's pounding clouds comes in like a pound cake container and the murica comes in something that is quite reminiscent of 
a blizzard container. Now, ask me how bad I feel for these companies that their products are pulled from the market. Now, to be perfectly honest, it is the vendors who have already purchased and paid for these products who are going to get hit in the pocketbook. Because the distributor and the maker got paid when the stuff got sold to the shop. The shop should have known better. They really should have. I would hope to think that this story got spammed everywhere. And that a lot of shops have realized that carrying these types of packaging can be detrimental to their business. And they don't invest their money in purchasing these products to stock their shelves. That is the only way that these companies are going to stop putting out product in this type of packaging. It's, we are our own worst enemy. We truly are. And I say this every fucking week. And somebody continues to prove me right every week after that. It's insane. The fact that this stuff is still out there. Shops are still continuing to buy this crap and put it on their shelves. And apparently people are continuing to purchase this stuff to use. The only way this stuff stops is if we as consumers stop buying it. Stop making it a thing. That's it. It's the only way. Vote with your pocketbook, folks. Now, Lou Ritter put up a post. And, oh, yeah, oh, shit. By the way, yeah, the phones are up. So, they're there. <laughs> Just so you know. Probably should have said that to begin with. Huh? Uh, the phones are live this week. Uh, Lou Ritter put up a post, and it is from it is a compliance update from the Center for Tobacco Products, and um, it seems they're trying to make um, it easier for people to get their applications in for compliance. Sorry, my phone just went crazy. Um, and this compliance update says, it says, know how to prepare your submission. The new CTP portal provides a convenient and secure system for electronically submitting documents and receiving messages from the CTP. The system is generally available seven days a week and provides confirmation of receipt if uploaded successfully. The CTP also provides a free program called eSubmitter, which you can download to your PC because, yeah, I want to download shit from the government on my computer voluntarily, but anyway, to help you prepare and package the information you want to submit. 
When you are ready to submit the information, you do so by using the upload feature in the CTP portal. Alternatively, you can load it onto a CD or DVD or flash drive to be mailed to the CTP. Submissions may also be delivered by courier or physical mail. For details, visit the CTP's contact page. Please note that the CTP is unable to accept regulatory submissions by email. Now, there is a wonderful little comment below that. And it says, <laughs> further reminder to those who think I'll just wait until December. You have to apply for access to the CTP portal by snail mail. The poster applied two weeks ago and just got an email response that it was rejected because he didn't sign the form, which he says he did. So now he starts all over again. That's just to get login credentials. So, waiting until December, probably not really advantageous to your continuing on the process of compliance. You may find out that that one comes back and bites you right in the ass. So have I have I depressed you enough? <laughs> have have I shared enough disturbing information <laughs> so far? <laughs> you know, I I just, it's there, folks. It's just there. Now, I am, um, I am fortunately, I am not going to get to attend VaporCon this year. I am quite sad over that. But I do have a little bit of information that is making me very happy. They are going to be showing a billion lives at the Carmike Windsong in Knoxville, Tennessee on November the 2nd, two days before my birthday. It's a Wednesday. Wednesday kind of sucks, but that's okay. I'm, I'm we'll make it on a Wednesday. And that show is now officially sold out. If you are in Tennessee and would like to see the movie, you can still get tickets for the November 2nd showing at the Carmike Bellevue 8 in Nashville. If you are in Kentucky, it is going to be shown at Carmike 
Stony Brook 20. It's an IMAX theater. Or no, and it's an IMAX theater. It's the show. A Billion Lights is not going to be on the IMAX. But anyway, you know what I mean. That is. Oh, crap. That one just changed. That one sold out, too. So um, if you are in Tennessee, your choices are Kentucky right now. Your choices are Nashville. Um, you can still get tickets in Atlanta, Georgia. It's not actually in Atlanta. It's in Kennesaw, Georgia. Um, what else do we have? South Carolina at the Camelot Theater in Greenville, South Carolina. Still has tickets. I'll tell you one that is showing here that still needs a lot of tickets to go out. Well, and when I say a lot, I don't I don't mean a lot. Um, how many more does this one have to go? Oh, this one needs a bunch. Where's this at? Who needs? Because here's I have to tell you. Because here's what's pissing me off. Okay. What's pissing me off is these shows are not all sold out. And in along those lines, let me let me say this. If you're a vapor, oh, what site is this? You can find out where tickets are available and what shows are still open at abillionlives.com. Okay, when you go to abillionlives.com, click on the oh what is it i'll tell you you go to billionlives.com and in the top menu bar get tickets is the very first thing you can click on okay and then you can go down through there and it will show you all the places that you can look us and canada united kingdom australia and new zealand Okay, and then uh, this beautiful little map shows up, and I'm and I'm really pissed that these aren't all sold out yet. I'm I'm really annoyed. They should be all sold out. And before anybody says it, because I've seen this shit all over the internet, and here's something that is just really annoying the shit out of me. Why isn't it on Netflix? Well, why don't they just put it on the internet for free? Really? Really, people? Just shut the fuck up. Honest to God, we sat here as vapors begging anybody to help us. To help us with this fight that we have on our hands. These guys who... Aren't vapors. They're not vapors. But they decided to make this documentary. Did they decide to make this documentary out of their own pockets? No, you morons. Did you people honestly think that they were going to spend the hundreds of thousands of dollars that it took to create this film and just gift it to us I don't care whether it's a documentary or a blockbuster film they're all made so that these people 
earn a living. Get over yourself. Stop expecting this. this it's this whole team free shit mentality. That's what it is. It's it's this team free shit. You guys are you're you're morons. If you're offended, I don't give a shit. You stop listening to my show, I don't give a shit. Unfriend me, unfollow me on Twitter, I don't care. Get over yourselves. They made this film. They didn't ask us for a fucking thing. They made this film. It is a phenomenal film if you listen to anybody that has seen it so far. It has the potential of getting out there and educating some people. Not us. Because there isn't a whole lot that they're going to tell us that we don't already know. I bought three tickets. I doubt my husband and my son will go sit through the film with me. They will probably find a gun shop or a Bass Pro or, you know, a Cabela's, something. Because those two people have already been educated. So what am I doing with the other two tickets? Well, let's put it this way. I'm messaging and emailing media outlets to see if any of their staff would like to see this film. And I'll give them a fucking ticket. So instead of whining that you can't just download it off the internet for free, Suck it up, Buttercup. It's $12. If you're a sub-owned vapor, you're going through $12 worth of e-liquid a day. Stop being a bunch of whiny bitches and start thanking these people for what they've done for us. How about that? I'm just saying. Everybody wants something for nothing. And then they can't figure out why the doers don't feel like doing anything anymore. Yeah. Tickets. Twelve dollars. And people want to whine about it. Somebody please tell me how that makes any sense at all. But hey... What do you know? If it's near you, go see it. 
Send an email to the local newspaper. Better yet, send an email to your local Congress critter. Offer to take them with you. They gave us a good tool for us to be able to help ourselves. It's about time that we did that. Now, here's another thing. Jan, um, Jan and Barry and I um, covered this on Jan's show on Monday night. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do this story again because it still just boggles the mind. Talk about having a hang-up about work. A former 911 dispatcher, Krishonda Williams, is facing a criminal charge after confessing that she purposely hung up on emergency callers because she, quote, did not want to talk to anyone at that time. Houston Emergency Center officials became alarmed when they noticed that Williams had an abnormally large number of short calls, lasting 20 seconds or less, all attributed to her. And they could see that the calls were all being ended by the operator, not the caller. I saw what you did. So, HPD launched an investigation. In one case, a shooting victim at a convenience store died from his wounds. Police say Williams hung up on a witness when every second counted. Here's the reenactment of what happened when he called back. Houston 911, do you need medical police or fire? This is a robbery. <sighs> Sadly, authorities were too late by the time they arrived on the scene. In another call, a security officer tried to report a pair of dangerous vehicles racing down the freeway. Houston 911, do you need medical police or fire? This is Officer Moden. I'm driving on 45 South right now, and right now I'm at... Ain't nobody got time for this for real. Williams no longer works for the emergency call center, but the whole thing makes you wonder why she ever got the job in the first place. Maybe some answers are coming, since Williams is due in court next week. Unless any other hang-ups get in her way. Now, that that's a real story. <laughs> that's That's real. So I guess... If you have a voice, like a television show announcer, don't call 911 because they don't want to hear your shit. They will hang up on you. That is the only thing I can figure is she heard those voices and thought that those voices sounded like, oh, sorry, you guys should have told me my microphone volume was low. I apologize. I did not realize that. Um, but yeah, so if you if you sound like a television show announcer, um, don't don't call 911 because cause that bitch might answer the phone and she'll hang up on you. Do you know do you know they bonded they let that woman out on a thousand dollar bond? So what? Um what's ten percent? Hundred bucks. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
one of those calls resulted in somebody dying. Somebody died. And this woman who didn't feel like talking to anybody that happened to be a 911 operator just hung up on him. This is, this, you know, and everybody's like, well, somebody said to me, um, somebody put a post up that said, well, they had heard that, that something happened, you know, something happened in her life that day. Then she should have fucking called in sick. I am one of those people that, you know, if you're going to apply for a job in certain fields, you do so knowing that the fact that you're having a bad day means nothing. Don't freaking go to work then. I'm just saying. <laughs> I oh. Yeah, it's a it was a real story, guys. It it wasn't it wasn't bullshit. It wasn't faked. Um it was a it was a real deal. I um Oh, what's happened on the farm this week? Um we got our first baby chicken. We'll see if he survives. I don't know. There was a really good article posted on the Truth About Tobacco, or Tobacco Truth website, sorry. It's Tobacco Truth. Um, and this was put up yesterday, and it says, Memo to Feds, Tobacco Does Not Equal Smoking. Government officials almost always use the word tobacco when they're actually discussing cigarettes or smoking. This practice is apparent in the 2015 progress report from the Centers for Disease Control's Winnables Battles campaign. In the body of the document, the agency states that smoking and exposure to tobacco smoke are responsible for more than 480,000 premature deaths annually, as well as at least 289 billion with a B in healthcare expenses and other economic costs each year. But as shown in the image from the report, its headline and list of key strategies substitute the catch-all term tobacco for cigarettes and smoking seven times. The obvious purpose of this confloration of terms is furtherance of the government's decades-long drive for tobacco prohibition. Eradication of all tobacco products could only be justified if all such products pose substantial risk to public health. They do not. Decades of scientific studies document that use of smokeless tobacco products is vastly safer than smoking. And there are three links in this, here, here, and here. Even strident tobacco control groups like the Truth Initiative acknowledge the difference. 
Maintaining that tobacco, cigarettes, and smoking are synonymous is indefensible. It's not that complicated. I will throw the link in here in the chat. There's that. So um, read up on it. Share it. This was written by Brad Rodu. A um, little back, background on Brad Rodu is... Uh, it says, I am a professor of medicine at the University of Louisville and hold an endowed chair in the tobacco harm reduction research. I am a member of the James Graham Brown Cancer Center at the U of L. For the past 20 years, I have been involved in research and policy development regarding tobacco harm reduction. THR advocates acknowledge that there are millions of smokers who are unable or un unwilling to quit with conventional cessation methods involving tobacco and nicotine abstinence, and we encourage them to use cigarette substitutes that are far safer. My research has appeared in a broad range of medical and scientific journals. I have authored commentaries in the general press, and I wrote the book For Smokers Only, How, to s How Smokeless Tobacco Can Save Your Life. In 2003, I served as an expert witness at a congressional hearing on tobacco harm reduction, and I have spoken at numerous international forums, including the one held in London at the British House of Parliament. My research is supported by unrestricted. Oh, my research is supported by unrestricted grants from tobacco manufacturers to the University of Louisville, and by the Kentucky Research Challenge Trust Fund. So, now. You know, the minute anybody sees that he gets grants from tobacco manufacturers, they are going to call him uncreditable, which is bullshit. And I pronounced that word wrong. I know. Don't send me an email. I know. I know. I would have think that some of you people listening to this replay would get bored sending me emails trying to correct my shitty pronunciation of words, but you haven't yet. I'm holding hope. At some point, it'll happen, right? <laughs> we need to... get our heads out of our asses oh did somebody put the link in for the billion lives yes yeah, I did okay just just checking um the only other article that i found interesting lately um was oh the health implications of e-cigs according to the us agency experts 
I didn't even think I shared this, and I should have. Um, but i scrolling through my thing, and I don't see it. It says, prestigious non-for-profit agencies such as the American Cancer Society, the American Lung Association, American Heart Association, and the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, and all of their state and local affiliates are unwilling to stand up for, pub for the public, placing their financial priorities, priorities before public health. Um, yeah. Joining them are government agencies like the Center for Disease Control and Dr. Tom Frieden, Food and Drug Administration, the Surgeon General Murthy, Secretary Burwell, and many more will not accept or endorse vaping products as a valid tobacco harm reduction choice. Oh, yes, because you trust them. They wouldn't lie to you. They have your best interests at the core of your health. And then we have Mr. Fjork. Tobacco control hasn't been about helping smokers for decades unless you consider waging PR and policy war against humans to be helping. Kevin, you can't be serious. Yep, as a, ser a, as a serious as a smoker wanting to quit. They won't endorse less smoking. No, not at all. Unless... It is with an approved method. For no reason? Aren't they supposed to help the consumer? Guide them? Give them advice? Instead, we're on our own? Yep. You'd think the American public would need, no, expect no less than balanced and up-to-date information. Evidently, that is not standard operating procedure with the United States health organizations and their vast network of affiliates. Or the government. Doesn't that seem odd to you? Public health thinks this is a win. I'd like to see a judge rule quickly that non-for-profit public health and government agency defendants have violated civil and federal racketeering laws as a result of a decade-long conspiracy to deceive the American public about the much less harmful effects of e-cigarette use and the knowledge of e-cigarettes being at least 95% safer. In the past decade, the lack of honest and beneficial information being withheld on e-cigs by those above have resulted in continued tobacco use and thereby benefiting those involved with their fiscal decisions to continue their own revenues, including taxes, grants, funding, and investments by coercing public opinion with propaganda, while acting desperately to avoid responsibility for their actions. When tobacco use decreases, less smoking occurs. This letter signed by 53 leading scientists, has warned the World Health Organization not to classify e-cigarettes as tobacco products, arguing that doing so would jeopardize a major opportunity to slash disease and death caused by smoking. That's from Reuters, folks. Public health refers to the science and art of preventing disease prolonging life and promoting health through organized efforts and informed choices of society, organizations, and public and private communities and individuals, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Science and the art of preventing disease, prolonging life, and promoting health. 
through organized efforts. I've covered public health and their, and their challenges they face with understanding harm reduction. Health organizations in the United States have been heavily opposing vaping products and have not endorsed them as tobacco harm reduction products because they are not approved by the FDA. According to these regulations released August the 8th of 2016, it is illegal for retailers to give advice to, consumer, to consumers. They're not allowed to do that anymore. You're not going to shut consumers or organizations up. Here are some examples. And Miss Margot Gardner, this is from your home state. MissouriSmokeFree.org has put up several billboards across the state. One is a giant pack of cigarettes that say, Cigarettes kill. Vaping is at least 95% safer than smoking. Switching to e-cigs can save your life. Greg Conley put up a tweet that says, You can muzzle retailers and manufacturers, but you are not going to shut me up. Yay, Greg. By the way, the Right to Vape Tour is going on, folks. If the Right to Vape Tour is coming to a location near you, um, yeah, go see them all. The Right to Vape Tour... While they were out and about, Greg, Mr. Gregory Conry, Miss Fuck, I'm telling you, I can't talk this week. Mr. Gregory Conley of the AVA got to watch the AVA's billboard go live. Time to switch. Vaping is at least 95% less harmful than smoking. Learn more at vaping.org. They cannot, nor will they be able to shut up individuals. These are national consumers and industry organizations in the United States who keep us informed. The American E-Liquid Manufacturing Standards Association, or AEMSA. The American Vaping Association. CASA, the Consumer Advocates for Smoke-Free Alternative Association. The National Vapors Club. Not blowing smoke. The Right to Be Smoke-Free Coalition. Smoke-Free Alternatives Trade Association. That's SFATA, who, by the way, is currently having their annual meeting. The Vaping Militia and the Vapor Technology Association. Cat York says they also fund an army of lobbyists that hate vaping. They are why we need people to directly call their elected officials and express concern about the FDA deeming regulations. Ask them to support legislation to modernize the predicate date. Kat was speaking about the FDA. Being an, inquis being an inquisitive soul, I decided all of my own over the past few months to ask this direct question on Twitter to many experts including all of the above, to create a source of non-responses. Each account is active. Each account spouts something nearly every day. 
Each got the same or similar variant of the same question. Any comment on the health implications of deceiving adult smokers with <clears throat> with regards of e-cigs as tobacco products? And none of the said public health people um, answered. He asked the director of the Centers for Disease Control, Tom Frieden. He asked surgeon, the Surgeon General, and I can't, Vivek Murthy. Asked the president and the CEO of the American Lung Association, Harold Weimer. Asked the CEO of the American Cancer Society, Gary Reedy. And asked the Truth Initiative. Even went and Baby Nighty even asked the American Heart Association CEO, Nancy Brown. The American Medical Association. And the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. The FDA. Oh, Senators Blumenthal and Boxer. Blumenthal's a douche. I'm telling you, if you live in the Northeast, you know, you need to vote for John Carter. Get Blumenthal out of office. Blumenthal's a fucking... And Barbara Boxer's just an ass. Even tweeted the president. Of course, the president is awful busy um, talking shit about Donald Trump at the moment, so that's probably why he hasn't gotten back to him. Even asked Professor Glantz. And I say, Professor... (coughs) Asshole. Yes, Michael Erickson. Former head of the CDC. Among other questions, I chose to ask Secretary Burwell to the premiere of A Billion Lives. So, if you don't subscribe to this blog, I'm going to copy and paste this blog too, because this Vape and IT, I love this blog. It's a really, really good blog. So, you know, check out the blog. Check out A Billion Lives. If if A Billion Lives isn't being played in a big city near you, you can organize a viewing. Send A Billion Lives an email. They'll tell you how you can get it in a city near you. My whole life, I've been told that smoking is bad. Smoking will kill you. Smokers deserve to die. I smoked for 40 years. 50 years. I'll go to my grave smoking. I pretty much thought that smoking was a thing of the past part of history. 
I was wrong. Billion people dying from smoking-related diseases. 70% of current smokers want to quit. You try and you fail, you try and you fail. I was shocked when I found out that many people were using new ways to quit. It's one of the biggest public health breakthroughs we've ever had. E-cigarette. Un cigarrillo que utiliza electricidad. E-cigarette. Going to the savior. Alternative to lighting up. And that day, I stopped. Those ways were being banned in more and more countries. Easier to buy a cigarette than to buy an e-cigarette. That makes no sense. Governments worldwide are the biggest shareholders in the revenue of cigarettes. Dangers of e-cigarettes. And the public health community is lying about those. Chemical. Dangerous. Poisonous. There's no evidence to back that up. It was a fraud. People are going to die. We don't know, but we don't know chocolate, antifreeze, and other flavors. What's going on? Seized almost a thousand shipments. Raided my house. Nobody wants to talk about it. The public needs to know the truth about these products. And they need public health people telling the truth about the risks. At least 95% less risky than smoking. Nobody cares. It's irresponsible. Three black SUVs. Disruptive change. Illegal action. Promise. Don't let the bastards win. I'm going to quit. This is the battle for a billion lives. Go see the movie. Take take a non-vapor with you. Buy a ticket and send it to a fucking reporter. Any and all of these things would be awesome. Because I promise you there's probably at least a couple of things that you're going to learn if you watch this documentary that you didn't know. Okay, so I'm going to end this program on something upbeat. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, well, first, um, let me tell you, before I tell you this one, I may not be here next week. Um, my parents may be here. And if, if my parents are here, this, this, my office will be occupied. So, yeah, no. I can't I can't sit in this room and cuss like I do with with my father under this roof. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't want to get beat up. I think I'll 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 pass. So, um so I may or may not be here next week. I can't tell you for sure because when they leave up there depends on the weather. If if they get, you know, three flurries of snow tonight, they'll be here tomorrow night. I'm just that's just how this shit works. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so if I am trying to plan, um, something a little lighter, um, something you may find a little more entertaining, I'll try to get a guest in, um, because I know that when I do shows by myself, um, they tend to be me doing a lot of bitching, um, but, you know, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I um, I did get my DIY stuff out the other night. I made um, several tried and true recipes that I've got of my own. Um, but I was playing around um, 
and I made a pomegranate orange scone. So if you've ever had a pomegranate orange scone, don't don't be thinking, you know, anybody that's had them knows what I'm talking about. Um, anybody that's never had one, they're probably hearing pomegranate and they're going, oh my God. No, 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 it's not a It's not a hit you in the face with a board pomegranate, okay? But, so try this one. 2% F.A. pomegranate, 2% F.A. cookie, 1% F.A. marshmallow, a quarter of a percent of F.A. almond, 2% uh, Flavor West salted caramel, and 5% of Flavor West orange dream. It's like an orange creamsicle type thing, okay? Um... Try it. Try it out. Let me know what you think. I got exactly what I was looking for. Usually, you know, I got to play around with things. Um, I don't think I'm going to play around with this. I think I got it exactly where I want it. Um, I did post the recipe in the DIY group. Um, it's posted in the threads. I also posted it in the file section in there. Um, yeah, it turned out, it turned out really well, at least for me, at least for my palate. Um, try it out. If you think it sucks, let me know. If you liked it, let me know. If you loved it, let me know. I thought it was pretty damn tasty. Um... I guess that's it. Other than the fact that I am going to go on Amazon tonight and order some of the Real Flavors bread pudding. Uh, Margot is informed me that she made the ultimate apple fritter with Real Flavors bread pudding. Um, I've been dragging my feet and not ordering any of the Real Flavors. I kept saying when I have hundreds of flavors in my house, I couldn't justify ordering more. It's Margot's fault. So when I get a box of flavor coming in the mail from Amazon and my husband says, what the fuck? I'm going to say it's Margot's fault. I'm blaming you, woman. It's all up to you. You know what? Hey, Ed the Green, I know you're listening to this damn replay in your van. You should come on and and co-host with me. Um, I I miss you and James and Jerry and Dane terribly. You should come hang out with me for a while. All right. That's all we got, guys. See you later.